now's the time to get serious. Now's the time to get serious. Now's the time to, to, to stop acting like we got next week or we got a year to get our act together. Today is the day of salvation. I say, if you're not right with the Lord, you better get on your knees and you better make sure that you are right because he's coming anytime. He's coming anytime. And thank you to everybody that uh, who contributes to, to, to the ministry of this church, to, to Brother Zachary doing the media, making sure that we're, we're sounding good and, and going out through the, the interweb and, and looking good. And, and thank you to Brother Wilson and, and my family and all the ministry team, Sunday school teachers. I know it's a lot of work. I'd done Sunday school. I couldn't do nursery. I couldn't do nursery. And you don't want me to do nursery. Your kid's crying, and I don't know why. Take them. <laughs> but I want you to know what, what is going on in the Sunday school classes. You're not babysitting. You're, you're planting the Word of God in these little ones. And I see them coming out, and I see the, I see the things that they make, and I see, I see glitter, I see crayons, I see papers, and that's okay. You know what? That lets me know. They're learning something back there. They're learning something back there. So for every Sunday school teacher, every musician, everybody that, Brother Charles helping out on the, on the van, Brother brother Joe, don't give up. Brother Joe, don't give up. As frustrating as it could be sometimes. And you're learning about ministry the hard way. <laughs> don't give up. Because we're going to see a harvest. Sunday school teachers, we're going to see a harvest. The Wilson, we're going to see a harvest. God's sending it. The rain has already started to fall. Things are already planted. The seeds that we have, we have sown are going to come back. And I'm believing for great things. I'm believing for great things for you and your family. You know, I want to give honor to God because I'm a blessed man I don't deserve everything that he's done for me and I'm grateful to be a pastor of this beautiful church I want to give honor to my beautiful wife who brightens any room that she walks into and brings such positivity to no matter what the negative situation is no matter what I no matter how negative I can be somehow she finds a way to be positive in everything Baby, I love you, and I'm grateful that God sent you to be the first lady of this church and be the queen of my heart. If you have your, your Bibles, we'll get into the Word. And a little lengthy reading, and I, I know I've, I've, we've told this story and preached from this, uh, this passage, these scriptures, but I, I believe it's such a beautiful message and such a beautiful thing that happened <clears throat> Mark chapter number two, starting with verse number one, and he again entered, he, had, he entered into Capernaum after some days, and it was noise that he was in the house. Something good is going on. It gets, it, it gets spread around. And straightway, many were gathered together inasmuch that there was no room to receive them. And they have a big building. And have a big church like this, but 
He was doing home ministry. Just walked into the home, started preaching the word. Says there was no room, not a much by the door. And he preached the word unto them. And they come unto him, bringing one sick of the palsy. He's paralyzed. Palsy means there's some kind of paralysis of the, of the arms, paralysis of the limbs. Which was born of four. And when they could not come nigh for the press, they uncovered the roof where he was. And when they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. Aren't you grateful that friends who never give up on you? Aren't you grateful for friends that says, well, no matter what it takes, we're going to get some help for you. And they uncovered the roof where he was. I pray it was one of their houses. I don't always recommend going to somebody's house that you don't know and start breaking up the roof. So I pray that they knew the person that, whose house they were going up on. When they had broken it up, they let down the bed wherein the sick of the palsy lay. And when Jesus saw, not his faith, is that what it says? He, didn't, he wasn't noticing the faith of the one that was sick, but he was noticing the faith of the ones that were letting him down. When he saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee. But always there is the, the criticizers, the skeptics, the negative Nancys. Why does this man speak blasphemies? Who can forgive sins but God only? It makes me wonder, were, were they really there to hear the word of God or were they, were they there just to cast their negative stones on what was happening? Immediately when G and Jesus knew what was going on, that's what I love about my Jesus. He knows what's going on. He knows what's going on in your life, church. Immediately when he, Jesus perceived in the spirit that they so reasoned within themselves, he said unto them, why reason ye these things in your hearts? I think Jesus took it personally. I think he pointed right at him. Why are you thinking these things? I don't think he just said it as a general to the crowd. I, I, I think Jesus was a little, little bolder than that. I, I think he looked at him right in the eye and he pointed his finger at them and said, why do you reason these things in your heart? Whether it's easier to say to the sick of the palsy, thy sins be forgiven. Or to say, arise, take up thy, thy bed and walk. But that ye may know. That you're going to know right here and now that the Son of Man hath power on earth to forgive sins. He saith to the sick of the palsy, I say unto thee, arise, take up thy bed, and go thy way into the house. And the scripture says, and immediately he rose, took up the bed, and went forth before them. Before them all, insomuch that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, We never saw it in this fashion. What a great story. I want to preach for just a short time on this thought a broken roof away from a miracle. You're just a broken roof away from receiving your miracle. 
Father, I thank you. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your power. God, I thank you that you respond to the faith of the people. Lord, I pray that you would just have your way in this service. I pray, God, that you would open up our minds and our understandings to know, God, that you're standing ready. You're standing ready to perform a miracle even in this place. You're standing ready to perform a miracle at somebody's house even right now. And I thank you for it in the powerful name of Jesus. Clap your hands one more time to the Lord giving praise. You know, I love hearing these, these little children come out of Sunday school rooms. And I love hearing them tell what they learned in the, in the, in the Sunday school today, the stories of, of the Bible. And I remember when I was just a, a young, young guy coming to church, and I was 12 years old coming to the church, and I really didn't know anything about God. I really didn't know anything about Scripture. So I was amazed at, at some of the stories that, that I got to hear for the very first time. And, and I know Brother Josh is, is getting, uh, they're having a Bible study in their home. And, and I know there's a lot of things that are taking place and they're, they're learning and hearing things. But I'm always excited when I hear somebody say, man, I learned this in the, in the Bible today. I learned this story and, and I can't believe that this happened and I didn't know that that, that happened. And there are a lot of twists and a lot of turns in the Bible. And there's a lot of things that, that if you read it for the very first time, you're just amazed at how the story turns out. I, can't, I couldn't have planned it any better, and I couldn't have thought that this would have going to happen that way or, or that was going to happen. And, and, and I love hearing the stories and because I can't believe that, that an, uh, an axe head went flying into a river and a prophet threw a stick in and the axe actually floated in the water. That's just, that's just a, a, a mind-blowing when you read that. How, how about somebody digging a, a, a valley full of ditches the night before a battle and, and having God confuse the enemy? It just, some of these things just don't make sense when you read it, but, but my God is amazing. He don't always do things the way that I plan to do it. He, he always does things his way because his ways is far above my way. There always seems to be something about the word of God and, and the ending that God has already planned. But there's always a chapter that I didn't expect, and I want somebody to know right now that you're going through something in, in your life, and, and, but don't give up hope. I say, church, do not give up hope. It may look hopeless. It may look like there's no way this is going to turn out, but don't discount what my God can do. And don't discount the power that God has even right now to change the situation, to heal the mind, to heal the body, because that's my God. That's why you don't give up on the book of your life before you read the next chapter, because I want to tell a saint of God that's going through a trial right now. I want to tell a saint of God that's going through a hard time right now don't give up because God is about to start a new chapter in your life God is about to do something amazing in somebody's life there's going to be a testimony that comes out of what God is doing even right now it may be that God has plans for you that you can't even imagine it may be God has a blessing that's just for you and it may be God has an answer that you haven't even thought of yet 
See, I'm the kind of guy I like to try and think through things and, and think how this is going to end and how that's going to happen. But my God has a plan for you. My God has a plan for this church. And it is even me. God has a plan for me. I'm a testimony of if you just be faithful and you just hold on and wait for God to do the right thing, it will happen. How many gets impatient and you want to do it your way? I know I'm the only impatient person in this church. <laughs> but it just might be that God has plans to send you home different than the way you came into this building today. Oh, I thought I would get, I, I thought I'm in the room of apostolics right now. I want to wake somebody up. Uh, you can leave this place changed. Uh, you can leave this place different uh, than the way you came in. Uh, you may have come in with all these troubles uh, and all these heartaches uh, and all of this sickness, uh, but I want you to know. My God is a healer. I want you to know that my God already sees what you have, but he can change it before you leave these doors. You can leave differently than what you came in like. Because you see, you may just be one broken roof away from a miracle. I said you may be just one broken roof away from a miracle. You see, we read the story of Jesus in this town called Capernaum in a house doing home ministry. And this was early on in, in, in Jesus' ministry, but we see even on in this, this short time that there's already getting word about, about the miraculous. They're already starting to tell others he healed of this disease. He raised this man from the dead, and it's starting to get around anytime Jesus was coming to town. Hey, that's the man that healed the dead. That's the man that opened the blinded eyes, and it started to get around. Listen, you got to come hear this Jesus. He can fix the situation. He can take care of that. Uh, they weren't coming just because of a religious program that was going on in the home. Uh, they wanted to see a miracle worker. They weren't just coming to see this man because of, uh, uh, of what they heard. They wanted to see it for themselves because they were bringing their needs to his supply. And I want you to know, if you would just bring your need to his supply, I know that he can take care of it. They were bringing their sickness to his healing. They were bringing their problems to his answers. They were bringing their disappointments to his hope. Because I want you to know, church, there's hope. Don't listen to what CNBC is saying. Don't listen to Fox News. Don't listen to MSNBC, CBS, ABC, DMY, whatever you're listening to in news. Because if you listen to that, it sounds hopeless. It sounds hopeless. It sounds like there's a lot of chaos that's going on across the world. It sounds like there's all kinds of craziness that's happening in Washington. And we sometimes wonder, what's the difference? What's this going to matter? But I want you to know that you can have hope in your God today. That no matter what the world is looking like, and no matter what the political scene is looking like, you can have hope in your God. He's still on that throne. I said he's still on that throne. My God still reigns. He reigns over sickness. He reigns over confusion. And I want you to know he's still reigning over the war. Didn't take him by surprise. Well, all the craziness that's going on in Congress and in the House and in the, in the White House. Did, oh, well, I, I, I didn't see that coming. He sees it. He knows it. And I believe, Elder, but sometimes God just scratches his head 
He's got it in control. He's still reigning. He's still in control. There's still hope. But here, all these people are coming into this house because they had needs. They had problems. They had situations that they wanted worked out for them personally. Because you see, when people come in, a religious program cannot change things for them. When they come in, a religious program can't fix what's going on in their broken home. A religious program can't fix what's going on in their broken mind and their broken heart. They need a real God to give them a real healing and a real touch. I want you to know when somebody comes through these doors at True Tabernacle, we're not giving them just a religious program. We're just not giving them a little do this and do that. We're offering them a hope of a God, the love of a God. But Jesus, they were hearing about Jesus. If I could just get to Jesus, if I could just get to where he's at, I know I can find the answer. I know I can find healing. I know that he could take care of the problem. If I could just get to Jesus, that's where the good news comes in. Because if you got need, I want you to know Jesus is already here. I know we got a welcome center, and we got great people that are work, working the welcome center, but there's a God that's waiting at the door that says, I'm glad you're here. Jesus is already here, and he's been waiting for us to show up. He's been waiting for you to get here just so he can say, I've got what you need right here. That's what I need. That's what I'm looking for. That's what I desire. I desire a touch from Jesus. But Jesus, I hear he's in that house down the road. I hear he's coming right through town. He's going to be speaking right down there on 4th Street. So they went, and desperation drove them to take a course that these men have never taken before. I want you to know that I'm grateful for this story of these men that took it upon themselves to put their friend in a bed and carry him there. Jesus ain't going to come to our house. Jesus, he won't be preaching here. But we'll, pick, we'll put you in a bed, and we'll take you to him. I'm grateful for friends that I know that I can trust. I'm grateful for friends that I've known, that I've had a lifetime, that if I ever needed them, I know they're there. I know miles separate us, but I know they're there. They're my friends. I know I can count on them if I need a prayer. I know if I need a word of encouragement, I can call them. If I need any information, I can call them because they're my friends. Let me tell you, church, I'm grateful for the friendship and for the unity that this church has. That if somebody's in need, we bind together as a church to help them. We bind together. What do you need? What can I do for you? Can I pray for you? Can I give you a dinner? Can I do this? There's great people that come to this church. And I'm grateful that if somebody needs something, we'll bind together. We'll be there for them. We're not going to leave you stranded. We're not going to leave you there by yourself. I want you to know that if you have need, you've got a lot of people in this church that you can turn to. Don't be shy to call somebody for help. I know. I've been there. Because I'm a man of a male persuasion. I don't like asking for help. I'll do it myself. I'll figure it out myself. I'll try and do it myself. But you know what happens a majority of the time when I try to do something myself? I either break it worse, make it worse, 
I'm the guy that should be taking the dirt to filling up a hole. But I'm the guy that just creates a bigger hole and just makes it even worse. Now I got a bigger hole to fill. Wilson, you spoke it. You, you were preaching right to me. I know you were. About patience. About this thing right here. She's helping me. She really is. She's helping me. We were in Bloomington yesterday. Yes, on veterans and all around. All right, church, let me give you the story. Let me give you the backstory. We were going to Bloomington where she's, she's doing some upgrades to the house. We were going to go, go look. We're going to Menards and Lowe's and all these other places. Well, I noticed the night before we filled up the dishwasher. We put the little, the little pot in the little holder thing, and there's a little door that you push down, to, and it's supposed to click into place to, to keep the soap from falling out. Well, the little button that you're, you're supposed to be there to lock it wasn't there, so it just, it wouldn't close. It was just, so I took it apart, took it off. <laughs> that was the easy part. Oh, that was the easy part, church. That was the easy part. So I went on the interweb, tried to find just this door, little plastic door. No, they don't sell just a little plastic door. You got to buy the whole assembly for $100. No, no, not your pastor. I'm not buying the whole assembly. So we went through Bloomington, and I went from, from hardware store to, to, to appliance store to parts store. I need just this. No, you got to buy the whole assembly. I don't want to buy the whole assembly. So my patience was getting thin, going from here to here to here. So we went to one store. They said, well, you go across here to this store. So we drove. We, we just came from there. I had to drive all the way back on the other side of town to this, to this store. They said, no, we don't have it. But if you go to Benson's, they're a Whirlpool de dealer. They have used appliances, and they, they have parts there. And guess where they were? Back on the other side of town where I just came from. So we drove. And it just seemed like everywhere I went, there's a car pulling out up close. You know, we like to park up close. We don't like to park way out by the street. We went up close. But it seemed like everybody that was pulling out was just taking their dear sweet time. And this store closes at noon. Can you just move it? I know you people don't think that or say that. I said it out loud. And she said, honey, they're obviously having trouble backing out of that spot. And I couldn't understand. You just pull out. Put it in gear and go. She pulled out. There's nobody in front of her. There's nothing in front of her. She's just sitting there. Put it in drive. In drive. In drive. Let's go. So I go to pull in the spot, and guess what? I Blinded by the most glaring sunshine. I can't even see how to pull in. So she listened. She, she, she knew. See, honey. I know she didn't say it, but she was saying it. See, honey. I told you they had a problem. Now I'm really mad. Do you have this? Don't tell me no. And I said this. That, no, you got to buy the whole unit. That's not the answer. I was winning. So I make things worse. 
by my own actions, by my own thinking. No, I didn't find the part. Thank you very much. But I found the little button that fell out in the drain of the dishwasher. And guess what? My dishwasher's fixed right now. So I did all of that running. I did all of that yelling for nothing. Oh, God has a way to do a funny on you. You were fretting. You were getting mad. You were doing all this over nothing. And the button was in the dishwasher all the time. but sometimes I'm my own worst enemy. You know what I'm talking about. That's why I need a real God. When I say, God, I messed, when I tell you, church, that, hey, I'm not up here all in the heavenlies with God. I fall flat on my face like everybody else. But I tell you, there's a God that is there to forgive you, to love you, and say, I know you did this wrong. My dad was perfect for the brother, brother. My dad could, he's like you. He loved to work with wood. And he was, he was good. He was good. Not as good as you, but he was good. And I'm trying to help him. Son, I need you to put, he's building a box. I need you just to put nails in the corner here and put these two pieces of, of wood together. And I make a mess. I bend over three nails, and I'm yanking them out and trying again. And, and he's just sitting there the whole time. Don't say anything. See, he's a frustration. And then he'll finally say, would you like to do it the correct way now? Sure, show me how. He'd show me, but he'd let me try it, let me mess it up. And then afterwards, he'd say, now would you like to do it the correct way? Sometimes God just kind of laughs at me, watching me fumble around and yell at these poor people that are trying to pull out of parking spots. And then say, would you like to do it the correct way? Let the poor lady pull out. Give her time. Maybe she's got one of those like my truck. I don't have a, I don't have a, a, a stick shift in my new cup company truck it's a knob now it's a knob like a radio knob yes and I backed up before thinking I'm turning the radio down and I put it in park while I'm back in wrong button maybe she couldn't find the button to put it from from reverse to drive I don't know but God is saying give the lady some time have some patience would you like to do it the correct way I know she was laughing at me She could see it in my face. It happened two or three times. Lady just, some, I'm like, I, it might not have even been a lady. I'm sorry. It was a car. Just poop, 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 puttering along. And I'm trying to get to my parking spot. Patience. You like to do it the correct way. God, you see me fail. You see me messed up. But you're there for me every time. I want you to know that no matter what you've done, no matter where you are, God still loves you. God has not changed. But I'm thankful for my brothers and sisters of this church that if you need something, well, you don't want me to come fix your... I think everybody hears, you've heard your pastor long enough now, you don't need me to come to your house to work on your appliances. 
you don't want me to come do any home remodeling unless you're doing a demo. I can do a demo. Trust me, I can swing a hammer. I'll tear up a wall. It might not be the wall you're wanting removed, but I'll tear up a wall. But I'm thankful for a church that will bind together and come together in unity if you need it. We'll come together and pray for you. But desperation drove these men to take a strange course of action because when they arrived with their, their paralyzed friend on the bed, there was people pouring out of the house. The scripture says that they were, they were around the door. They were pressed in as close as they can. In fact, they were, I'm sure they were struggling just, just to see. I can't, I can't even see. I hear him, but I can't even see him because of all the people that are, that are around. Now, I, I will tell you that, that if it was just an individual, he, he might have made some people mad, but I think he could probably push his way in and, and, and try and get close. If it comes to a concert, and I want to get as close as I can, it's somebody I want to see. Excuse me, pardon me, pardon me, pardon me, pardon me, pardon me. excuse me. I want to get up. It can be done. But if you're holding somebody in a stretcher, it makes it a little hard to get through the crowd. It makes it a little hard to get, get in the door. But they didn't give up on their friend. They didn't give up and think, well, we can't get in there. We might as well just turn around and, and go home. But they looked and said, what, what can we do? How can we fix this? I work for, for Mr. Brower, and that's... That's one thing that he always says. He always gets a call when, 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 they're, when the building's on fire, <laughs> when the trouble is already there. And he always says the same thing. When, when, and he says his, his, his worst three words that he, ha he hates to say on the phone, we did what? Because usually that's when he's getting the phone call. There's an angry customer because we did this when we should have did that or we sold it at this price when we should have sold it at that price or, or whatever. <coughs> and and we, call the, we call the owner of the company because if anybody has the authority just, just to do something, it's him. So we'll call him, and after he says, we did what? He always says this, what do we need to do to fix it? In other words, how do we respond to this? How do we make this customer happy? That's, that's, if, if you're in retail, the end result is we want the customer to be happy. We want him to stop yelling at us. What can we do? We can't get in. How do we, how do we solve? Can't get in this way. We'll get in from that way. Because, you see, they thought in their mind, I didn't come here just to turn around and take our friend home with no healing. I didn't come this far just to say we can't make it. I came here to see my friend healed. I came here to see Jesus. So their desperation turned into an idea. We can't get in that way. We'll get in that way. Now, I realize that's a little unorthodox. It's a little different. But, you see, they needed healing for their friend. Can I say desperation will cause you to do things that you wouldn't think you would do? Can I say that again? Desperation will cause you to do things that you would not normally do. I have a wife and I have children. 
And I know if one of them are hurting, this husband and this dad will do some desperate things to make sure they're taken care of. I know it's four in the morning, but this guy will get up. I know I can't get up at four in the morning. God woke me up Friday morning, four in the morning to pray. God, do you not know it will be six in two hours? But desperation will drive you. Hmm. Whatever I got to do to get to the master, that's what I'm going to do because desperation will drive you to do some crazy, crazy things. Here's the, here's the meat of what I'm getting to. The reason a lot of people don't receive their miracle is because they're too much in their comfort zone. That means I got to get out of this pew, this chair, and go up front in front of everybody. And some people, when you don't want to, these chairs can become a very hard place to get out of if it's asking you to get out of your comfort zone. Everybody know what I'm talking about, your comfort zone? I don't like to do that. I can do this, but don't ask me to do that. But I'll say this. If God asked you to dance before him so that your son or your daughter could be healed, let me tell you, I don't care how bad it looks. I don't care what it looks like. I don't care about it because I'm desperate. I want my child to be healed. If God says, just dance before me and I will heal you, let me tell you what, it might not be my comfort zone to dance, but if it means my child's going to be healed, I will dance before my king. What if he says, if you just praise me a little bit louder, oh, I just don't shout, Pastor God, don't ask me to shout. But desperation will cause you to do some crazy things. Let's take our friend up there. Let's take him up there and we'll let him down. Because the place of desperation, the place of action, that's what gets God's attention. I've never seen anybody receive a miracle that they just sat there and did nothing over. Hear me again. If you want something in your life, sometimes God wants to see you ask for it. See you move for it. Now, don't get me wrong. God can do anything he wants. He can drop a miracle right here without me even saying anything. But I've never received a mighty move of God in my life where I sat there and did nothing. And did nothing. Because the amazing thing is, let's get, let's, let's, we all know. Jesus knew that he was up there. When they were taking him up on the roof, he knew they were up there. Didn't take him by surprise. When, when he was preaching and the plaster started to fall and the dust started to fall, it didn't take him by surprise. And while he was preaching, and I don't think he just stopped and, huh, Roof's breaking apart. Huh? There's a hole showing up. I believe he kept right on the preaching. He may have just stepped aside to let the dust, maybe he was getting hit with the dust and the plaster. Maybe he just stepped aside and kept right on the preaching. 
But he knew they were up there. He knew they were up there. And in my little feeble mind, I, 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 I'm thinking he, he, he was probably internally cheering them on. That's it. Go ahead. Take them up there. Don't give up, guys. Go ahead. Break the roof. Let him down. I got a plan. Just go ahead. Let, let, let him down because he solved their desperation. In fact, I know that when they got up that morning and they put their friend in that stretcher, he already knew that. He already saw that. And when they were walking down the road towards that house, he already knew that too. And when they were on the roof and breaking up that roof and starting to let him down, he says, that's it, boys. Go ahead and let him down. And can I say, God knew where you were this morning. And can I say, God saw you driving down Aurora Street to Truth Tabernacle. He knows your situation and he knows where you are, and I believe he was cheering you on. Go ahead, get the true tabernacle this morning. Get to church because I want to give you a miracle that you need. I want to give you an answer that you need. I want to give you what you need. They let him down right in front of everybody. Number one, took care. Everybody knows I like that when Jesus says, what do you need to the blind man? Cracks me up every time. What do you need? I got this growth on my back. God, I need to remove. No, I need my eyes healed. Everybody knew what this man needed. He's being lowered down in, in a stretcher right in front of him. Son, thy sins are forgiven. You see, Jesus always goes to the heart. Whether I walk or whether I don't walk, God, I need forgiveness. God, whether I never receive my sight, the one thing I need, I need forgiveness. But to show all those that he had power, not only did he forgive them, but he healed them. I want you to know, if you need the Holy Ghost, you can get it in this place right now. I know, I feel there's somebody that needs a touch from God here today. But greater than a, a miracle of the body is a miracle of the heart. You can be forgiven in this place, and you can be filled with the Holy Ghost in this place even right now. Because he's concerned about you. He saw you this morning. He watched you get ready. He watched you come here. But now the potential for the miracle is in your hands. You're just a broken roof away from a miracle. But God is asking you, what will you do for it? Stand with me, if you will. What will you do with it? How far will you go for your miracle? Well, I'd like to just to pray for my pew. I would just like to just say, God, I need a miracle. I, my family needs a miracle. But what if he asked you to get out of your comfort zone? In the sales force, talking to my fellow salesmen, I'm one of the rare, one of the few that enjoys going in on the cold call. That's where you just walk in unannounced 
to ABC Heating and Cooling and you try to sell them something. Kind of the equivalence of what we used to do years ago, going door to door, drag your Electrolux vacuum cleaner behind you. Hey, you need a vacuum cleaner? I got a good one. Let me show you how. Here's what I would do. They don't do this anymore, but here's what I do. They come knocking at my door. We're selling Electrolux vacuum cleaners. Can We'd like to give you a little sample, show you what it can do, and, and, and talk about price. Come on in. Why don't you vacuum this living room for me? Let me see what this thing will do. And they get the whole, yeah, that looks nice. Looks real nice. Sounds as good as my vacuum cleaner could do, but thank you very much. I think you could leave now. I get a free vacuuming out of it. They cleaned my floor for me. But that's what I do. I go door to door, knock on, I, I walk in, I'm, 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 I'm from and I have the best heating and cooling products in the world. Most of the time, they shake my hand and I vacuum their floor. And they tell me to go. But a lot of my salesmen don't like the cold call. They don't like going in unannounced to people they don't know, to a company they've never been to before, and walk in and say, I'm here, Brother Wilson, and I'm ready to sell you something. It takes time. It takes practice. I walk in. I look at the walls. I scan everything. If there's something I can talk about, maybe they got a fishing uh, picture on the wall. I can talk about fishing. I like fishing. Hey, you like fish? And then we talk fishing and you, what it does, it brings the defenses down. It becomes friendly then. For a lot of people, I know she couldn't do it. She has trouble talking to people that she knows. She's getting better. I'm working. Brother Wilson, I'm working on her. We talk sales. She can sell me anything. She can walk in and Say, honey, we're having this for dinner. And yes, ma'am, we are. She can sell me anything. But I'm a sucker for a cute face. But a lot of people don't like the cold calls because it gets them out of the comfort zone. They like going in. Hey, my salesman who's been selling me stuff for 30 years, they're friends. They know, they know each other. But to walk in unannounced, uncomfortable to some just dancing before the Lord is uncomfortable to some just to raise your but I want you to know that every dance that every cry that every shout is beautiful to our God but I want you to know that you're not alone when you come up here and dance before your God. You're not alone when you come up here to shout before your God because there's angels all around right now that are praising our God. All of creation right now is worshiping our God. So you're not alone. Just join creation. Just join the angels right now. But sometimes you just got to get out of your comfort zone and break up the roof and say, God, I need healing. God, I need forgiveness. God, I need the Holy Ghost. What do you need today? What do you need for your family? Are you desperate? 
Are you desperate for an answer? Are you desperate for a healing? Are you desperate for a miracle? I know it looks foolish. They're getting on the roof. Look at those crazy guys. They're, they're bringing a man on the roof. It looks even crazier. They're tearing this guy's roof apart. But it got the attention of a loving God. Do you need to break the roof of unbelief? Do you need to break the roof of doubt? Do you need to break the roof of fear? I say it may be worth it there may be a miracle in the end for you if you need something for God if you need a miracle in your family if you need a miracle in your life I say come up here to these altars and seek after God step out of your comfort zone and cry out to God come on the miraculous is here waiting the miraculous is here. He's just waiting on your response. He's waiting on your actions. He's waiting on you. What do you need from God? Come on, let's call out to God right now. Come on, let's call out to God right now. God, I'm breaking the roof, God. I'm stepping out in faith right now. Come on, I know sometimes it's scary. I know sometimes it could be hard, but step out of your comfort zone and call out to your God right now.